0: Hey, this is
1: your name,
0: your name, your name, and uh, they say it ain't, ain't, ain't. easy, green. Gang green the have their man. Jets
1: got themselves a
0: great one. Robert Sala. Robert Sala. We talk about all gas, no brake, a great one. We're not talking about effort on the field. Whoa. We're talking about the process at which we do things. Lie. I'm not gonna lie to you. Hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry up! Keep your foot on the pedal. Base, 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 base. There's no way I'm not gonna have enthusiasm on the sideline. Hey, own this run! Own this run! The New York Jets we can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're gonna win next Sunday.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green. Podcast broadcasting live from beautiful, amazing picturesque. Crystal are still waiting to go. Michael Lagaris, Michael, what's up, man?
0: What's up, everybody? How's it going,
1: Mike? Coming off a rough game this past weekend, and I know there were some Jet fans that still had some hope. Even Mike was, you know, Mike thought there was past a pass victory, which the, the, the way Mike explained it logically made sense. If we could play some good defense, if we could run the ball, sure. Um, we could maybe beat the Cowboys, but I didn't feel like that was going to happen. I felt like it was going to be a disaster. That is what occurred this weekend, Mike. Uh, we'll get into Zach Wilson and the whole game in a moment, but the way the game went, even when it was 18 to – I think, what was it, 18 to 10 at halftime, Mike? I don't know. It's still – to me, I don't know. It didn't even feel like – if I know statistically we're in the game, but I just didn't feel like we were in the game. Because in my mind, I'm saying, man, Wilson connected on that one great pass to Garrett. He made a great play. And aside from that, we haven't really moved the ball. We haven't really done much, you know, aside from that. And then in the second half, you saw kind of more of the same. I think Zach finished with about a buck seventy passing Mike. 68 of that was on the one play to Garrett. When Garrett made a great play and you saw how amazing and dynamic he could be. But a disappointing weekend. I think a lot of Jets fans had some hope we could still figure it out with the defense and with Zach Wilson getting a week of practice, knowing the offense, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of people might be positive about Zach last week. A lot of different opinions this week when it comes to Zach Wilson and the Jets. Um, I know a lot of people are abandoning ship on our season unless we get another quarterback in here. Uh, What do you think, Mike, about the game, and what do you think about the prospects with Zach here moving forward? Uh,
0: I was at the game. Uh, The main takeaways I had was, one – as good as a uh, coaching uh, performance Salah had against the Buffalo Bills, this was as bad, in my opinion, across the board. There were no true adjustments. I thought that um, some of the comments about we didn't know Micah Parsons was that fast and him just annihilating Dwayne Brown and wow. not doubling, I, putting five in the box. Like Guys, did you not see what the San Francisco 49ers did with Brock Purdy? going jumbo and throwing tight ends in there to kind of help out you know there was none of that it was just like okay r5 versus your four and therefore just annihilated at all times um i thought that the play calling that hackett had was just absolutely the worst again it was having zach sit back there as a pocket passer and getting terrorized again and again and again not really utilizing um his strengths the running game and then i thought that the quarterback was the quarterback i thought that zach was himself his normal self through two and a half quarters managing not really doing much what we expect and then in a full implosion at the end of the game as they were down trying to make things happen when he can't make things happen exactly. um i thought that the defense there were i also thought the refs were ridiculous there were a lot of really terrible calls there But, you know, having the run game, you had Brees Hall four attempts. That's just like an absolute, absolute failure. And let me tell you another thing. The defensive line, I'm watching. I'm literally there just looking at these guys. They're not putting any pressure on Dak Prescott. You know, that second unit did absolutely nothing. And if that defensive line is going to be as elite as they're supposed to be, that first unit and that second unit should be all over the quarterback. And he's just sitting there. And let me tell you, Dak didn't really impress me. Dinking and dunking and dinking and dunking all the way down. They were moving uh, CD Lamb all across the field. I understand the philosophy with the defense and not moving sauce to, to target him. Maybe that's something you guys want to look at. But again, that's just not what they're, they, they do. So Overall, I just thought it was a complete failure across the board. The offensive line is the worst in the in the league right now, in my opinion. We have the worst pass blocking center and left tackle in the entire NFL. Keith will get into those stats here in a second, and we have the worst, or one of the worst, quarterbacks in the NFL as of now. So, um, it you know, I thought I said they were going to win because I said our defense is sick. They did. They weren't. I thought we could run the ball. We didn't. Right. Yeah. And you rely on Zach Wilson in a hostile environment against that defense. Not going to happen. And so, yeah, I was wrong, but I did not expect our other units to play the way they play.
1: Yeah. No, I understand what you mean, Mike. And you made a good point when you said Zach kind of game managed until we needed him to do a little bit more. And then when we asked him to do that a little bit more, he couldn't do it because he's not good enough to do it. Um, And that's just where we're at with Zach Wilson, man. We'll get into some of his stats in a moment, but you also had another good point, man. This offensive line, I'm not sure. Jet fans watch the games. We all know the offensive line's bad just by watching the games, guys. I know every Jet fan knows that, right? Your kids know, your five-year-old kid knows that. But I'm not sure if you know how bad, right now through these first two games, this line has been, look, Zach Wilson is abysmal. I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. I think he's a backup. He's not gonna lead us to anything. However, when you bring up stats, next-gen stats, put up a graphic, Mike, of the 32 teams in the NFL. How often the quarterbacks pressured when teams are just rushing four guys? No blitz, right? The Jets quarterback, Zach Wilson, is pressured 52% of the time. That's by far the worst in the NFL. Okay, that's when teams aren't even blitzing, guys. That's just when they're just rushing four dudes, you know? For an example, guys, just so you know, Green Bay Packers are down there with the best. They're at 16% for Jordan Love. Just to give you a comparison sake mike um that's what good teams are doing and mike mentioned how bad dwayne brown's been mike he's given up a pressure or gotten beaten 54 of the time so far he's the worst tackle in the nfl right now i know he didn't have time to practice he's 38 coming off rotating car surgery i totally get it but he is by far the worst tackle in the nfl makai beckton's not that far behind him. mike 68 tackles in the nfl ranked right now Dwayne Brown's ranked 68th in pass block win rate. Makai Beckton's ranked 63rd in pass block win rate. Connor McGovern, as Mike alluded to, our center is ranked 32 out of 32 centers. So you have three guys that are almost as bad as it possibly gets. And then Lakin Tomlinson is ranked 66 out of 69 guards at pass block win rate. Guys, that's four guys on our offensive line that are the worst in the NFL right now at pass block win rate. What is happening? Right. What? What did they not see before the season started to know they'd be this bad? Okay, and then the ABT. ABT's kind of coming an average. Zach, we had 30 passing plays last game. He got pressured on 16 of them, Mike. Zach Wilson does not have the acumen, the skills, the experience, the quick twitch mental um, um, reflexes, Mike, to deal with being pressured half the time he drops back. Now, Tom Brady wouldn't have it either. I mean, uh, I mean Aaron Rodgers would have trouble too. But... If you take a guy like Zach Wilson, what you're going to get is three picks. What you're going to get is a, a 38 quarterback rating, which is what he had last week, which is what I was fearful of. Um, 38 interceptions, Mike, on the day, he was only completed 12 passes. Aside from the pass, he competed to Garrett, completed to Garrett Wilson. He was 11 for 26 for about 110 yards. I mean, it was a bad day at the office for Zach Wilson, for sure. The offensive line did not do him any favors. And the way the game broke down, I thought the Jets would lose the game. Um, but the way they lost even surprised me, Mike. Because when you look at when you get to some of the the team stats, we know individual stats for the day weren't great, man. You look at some of these team stats, guys. The Cowboys had 26 first downs. Jets at 12 on the day. The Cowboys nine for 18 on third down. Jets one for 10. Um, And then the biggest stat of all, Mike, time of possession. I don't think I've ever remember seeing this the whole time was on the podcast. The, the Cowboys 42 minutes 15 seconds with the ball, and the Jets 17 minutes. For, I mean. They had the ball 60% of the time, 70% of the time. I mean, that's this was one of those days where everything kind of just spiraled in the second half. But I never got behind I never felt like we were really in it because of how inefficient Zach was. And then you look at the running game, which you also mentioned, which I don't know what the game script was or why they didn't go to the run more often. I know they didn't have a lot of success, don't get me wrong. They were in second and short a lot. But only four rushes for Brees Hall seems... Like, not the best approach by Hackett. I know the big fumble there by Cook. He also only had four rushes on the day, Mike. Um, that play, I don't know if the whistle was blown before that. It seemed like that you know they could have maybe taken a look at that. But, hey, he fumbled the ball. It was a big spot. Four turnovers on the day. All in all, Hackett probably has taken L on this day, like you said, Mike. Because the, the way everything looked, the way Zach looked, the way the offensive lines played – like, everything with the offense looks like a complete disaster right now. You
0: kept running to the left. I mean, they the the, the, the split was kind of even, but they're running more to the left than the right. And the yeah. three big runs that Brees has had has all been in the right with Avt and Becton. Why do you keep moving to the left? I understand you're looking at defensive matchups and all that. There's a lot of nuance yeah. and a lot of technical, but you know that your left side is weak. So, don't design runs to the left. Run it through the middle. Run it through the right. Use your strengths. Like... I don't I just don't understand. And and I'm getting frustrated because again, the biggest issue I have with Robert Sala, the biggest issue I've had with Robert Sala in his entire tenure here as the New York Jet Head coach is adjustments. He does not change his approach at halftime or mid-game. That's the best thing about Belinchek. I can't stand Belinchek. You know he's a cheater, but yes. the man adjusts. He you you see it like he says, Oh, you know what? This isn't working. Let's just go to our tight ends. Let's just go to, a, 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 you know, a, a, a run stopping defense instead of trying to play, play back. The key you, you that the great coaches and the great actual, actually the great professionals uh, in all business are the people who are agile. The people who are not uncomfortable in changing their approach so that their outcomes are met. And unfortunately, you know, I don't see that with Robert. I see the same, you know, oh, let's look at the tape. Well, look at the tape and make a change, man. Stop yeah. with the bullshit. You know what? I'm, I'm, I, I'm that's tired a, of it.
1: That's such a good point, dude. And I didn't think about it until you just said it. Like, one of the attributes I think that's a good part of the what Salah brings to the table and why he's a player-friendly coach, super positive. And we spoke on the phone yesterday, me and you, Mike, and I said, why does after the game Robert Salah have to tell me and you He sees all this great improvement from Zach and he looks really good. Like, why does he, and I know he has to keep Zach's confidence up, but it's kind of like, he's kind of insulting our intelligence at this point. Everyone knows what they saw. He's not a good quarterback, but you see Mike the positivity and But when you apply it to what you just said during games, it's almost like him and Hackett and whatever their approach is before the game, they go, Hey, we're going to attack this front. We're going to attack them like this. This should work. And then when it doesn't work, he goes, you know what? I know it hasn't worked yet, but we're going to get it in the second half. Instead of just going, all right, what we thought we were going to do, not working. We might right. have to shit on that. We might have to move on. We might, have to, we might have to admit we messed up and do something different. That's where that positivity sometimes that – I'm not, look, I'm a positive guy too, but you have to be realistic. Um, in the first half, first, the Cowboys, I had one completion for a big game. That's really all they had the whole entire half. Nothing else was working. They tried some things differently. And they did go to the left side a lot, like they did the few times they did run, Mike. The run block win rate for the Jets was okay the first game, not so much last game either. But I think it's really hard to run the ball in those situations because the op- they know Zach Wilson's not throwing the ball down the field.
0: And they're so I- watching
1: the game, you know, so they're all over the line of scrimmage. You know, even the completion, he had a 68 yard completion. He threw the ball only went 10 yards in the air, and then Garrett Wilson ran with the ball, Mike. So, I mean, that was tough. I mean, I think the defense also has some, you know, has to take some blame in this game. They didn't play great. Zach, I mean, Dak didn't look great, Mike, but he was he was efficient enough with what they needed to do. And they were in good field position all day, and they, they had the ball. I mean, they ran what? They ran 83 plays, the Cowboys, Mike, on the day. They ran 83 plays. We ran 46 plays the whole entire game. So it's previous. The week before, we only ran 55 plays. So we're not, we're not getting consistent. Either of these two weeks, we're not getting consistent drives down the field. And if anyone needed... You know, I don't think anyone did who's a real Jets fan. People just kind of had hope, Mike. Like you were super real about Zach saying, look, they're going to run with him. We got to see what happens, And which they did have to do. But then in the back of your mind, you're like, well, there's no reason though, to think he's going to be a new quarterback, which he's not. And through two games, Mike, he's at 54% completion percentage, which is exactly where he was his rookie season in last year. He's had two touchdowns, four interceptions. His QB rings at 53. Great defenses he's going against. But again, hearkening back on what we mentioned last week, and I said this, if they don't look into getting another quarterback, which Robert Salah said this week they're not going to do, but they're playing the Patriots this week. Um, I don't think they're bringing anyone in before the weekend anyway, Mike. So it's Friday, so of course they're not. But um, I think he wants to keep Zach's confidence up. He has that positive spin on things. But insofar as this season goes, the rest of the season, I mean, we're looking at a very long sad season if they're rolling with Zach Wilson. Because if you just think back, I mean, if you just think back a few weeks ago, we had Aaron Rodgers in there. We're feeling good about everything offensively because of the weapons we have. And even though the offensive line might not be great, he can overcome it. And now we just take him out and put Zach Wilson in. Now it feels like everything's going to be a disaster. Um, I don't have a lot of confidence in, in him moving forward. So what's going to happen at the quarterback situation? We don't have to get in that debate right now, Mike. Um, but I do think they're going to have to revisit it after this Patriot game. I don't think I don't have a feeling this game is going to go that much better than the Cowboy game. Aside from the fact that I think the defense will play better. I think the defense, the defense last year versus the Pats, both games played well. And I think that they're going to do the same thing versus the Patriots this game, Mike, but I don't, and we'll get to the Patriot game in a moment, but I think it's going to be more of the same. And he has a house of horrors here versus the Pats. But one narrative that came after this game, Mike, I saw Justin Fry had an article where he said to the Jets that abandoned the Dalvin cook experiments. We're ready. And we're two games in. I know we had a fumble last game, Mike. But he only has, I think, what, what do you have, uh, 15 carries on the whole season. What do you think about Dalvin so far? Is it really just kind of too early to judge the rushing game at all because we're only two games in?
0: Yeah, I mean, he wasn't in camp. You know, he's just really is starting off here. We play two really good defenses. I'm not – he's not better than – Michael Carter is not better than Dalvin Cook. Let's stop, okay? we We just need to – I'm not saying we're abandoning anything. I think – you know, we're going to get in the Patriot game. Patriot game that's coming up today is going to say a lot about this coaching staff, about the approach. So I, I'm not on board at all with. And and again, people want to jump to conclusions so quickly, um, you know, with new players and the new approach. That's why I'm not killing Hackett right now, because he's a brand new offensive coordinator here. I just expected better from him being his, with his experience and all like why. Like here's a question that I that that I just don't understand. Why is Jeremy? Why is CJ Uzama on the field? He is not a good run blocker. He has not done anything from an offensive perspective. Jeremy Ruckert is a much better blocker than Uzama, but Uzama stays going out. I would ask, I would ask man to man Hackett, why the hell do you have him out there? Why? I don't see it's questions like that like I don't understand. I'm an analyst. Like that's what I do in in my like professionalism. Like that's what I do and I look and I'm asking myself questions like that. Questions like are you seriously understanding that, you know, Tomlinson is and 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 McGovern are struggling Are do we not are we not prepping Tipman? Are we not looking at other ways to Protect, protect the running game and protect the quarterback. Are we not like? Why are you not designing run plays for Zach? You know he's athletic; he can run. So why don't you just design plays for him to do that to move the freaking ball? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like a. See, I understood Lafleur; he was brand new and stuff. But somebody like like Hackett to me, like I feel like everybody was dependent on Aaron Rodgers to make those calls, and I was very confident that Aaron was going to make them because the man. He, he knows yeah, sure, he, defense, he can make all the calls. Like I have full confidence, but I have the more and more and more we go here with Hackett. I I lose confidence in his ability to recognize Davis defenses, make strategic plays based on what he's seeing. And I, and, and, yeah. and just by the fact that he went out there, five man protection, all game, all game with Micah. I mean, you literally left Dwayne Brown, to die. I mean, it was like uh, uh, um, the the guys when they went out in aliens and they just landed in the the, the, the planet and got just <laughs> destroyed. There was nothing they could do. Why are you going to fight all them, right? That's like Dwayne Brown against Parsons. They didn't give him no help. His catch is getting attacked and attacked. And, and he can't mess with that dude. That dude's the best. Outside of Patrick Mahomes, Keith, he's the best player in the NFL, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I watched it. Keith, he's unbelievable. Uh, he looks like Lawrence Taylor right now. You're Yo. Right Nasty son, like, oh my god. Like that guy, you give him the bag, and he will be in the hall of fame. He and is- that's
1: why I that's why coming into this Cowboys game, like my brain was envisioning the game, and that's what I was thinking about was Micah Parsons. I'm like, oh my God, right. what are we gonna do with him? Because Dwayne Brown's having trouble blocking anybody, um, which is how it worked out. Mike, another good point you made was with Zach with the running game. He was able to move the ball a little bit with his legs. All of his runs come when a play breaks down, he improvises and runs it. They don't ever design a run for him. That could be because he's kind of injury prone. He's not the biggest guy in the world. I get it. But I don't care. I mean, this, I don't want to sound heartless, Mike, but I don't care. I'm not worried about Zach Wilson being my quarterback the next 10 years, right? I want to win games in 2023. Zach Wilson's not a long term quarterback. Run him as many times with as many plays as possible to get first. I don't care. Because if if a team starts respecting, oh, they're going to, they might do these, um, you know, run pass options, RPOs, or run the ball with Zach Wilson, even just get three or four yards. Exactly. If you do it effectively enough, it has to be respected, and you can game plan off of that. And and, he, and the
0: does- thing is, go back to his college tape and his high school tape. He can do yeah. that. Like he's yeah, comfortable sure. doing scrap like that. Yeah. So, yo, when you open the game up, just get him comfortable. Get the juices going. Make him design run to the left and whatever. Just do, just do something. There, you got the tools there. You got Hardman. You got, and you just literally step back. Slant. And they like, can't. This
1: is terrible. They got Judon coming up this weekend, man. He's a beast too. I mean, I, I, one thing you mentioned. I don't know why we can't. I mean, give him one more game, I guess. But we can't keep rolling out this offensive line like this. Like they have to do something. And if it's moving Becton to the position he's actually comfortable at, Dwayne, you can't do what he can't be doing. He can't do worse than Dwayne Brown. He's the worst. Dwayne Brown is off the charts bad right now. So if you gotta move the big guy back to left tackle, um, if you gotta put Tiffman to guard, you gotta put ABT to right tackle. I mean, we have options, um, at tackle. We have a bunch of. I'm not saying we know how good they're gonna play, but they can't play worse than this. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. Max Mitchell can't be worse than the worst tackle in the league. You know what I mean, Mike? Like he was at least average last year when he played. So I don't know. There's options there, and I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes, like I mentioned before, how much that positive approach to everything with Salah affects decision-making because Bill Belichick is a robot with no emotions and doesn't care how good you did last year. It doesn't affect your spot in the depth chart this year. Uh, that's kind of how it has to be man in the NFL. You have to be ruthless. You have to play whoever and you can't not adjust at halftime because you're going to stick with it or say hack it comes to him because like you saw Hackett on the on the hard knocks. He's a very positive guy. also high-energy, positive guy. And you know he's coming to Salah saying, look, I know we haven't hit this play yet, or this hasn't worked yet, or this thing we're trying to do yet hasn't worked, Um, but in the second half it's gonna. And Salah being like, all right, I'll stick with it. You know, I, I could see that happening. It's just complete speculation on my part. I don't I have no idea if any of that happened, Mike, but I'm just saying I could see that happening. And sometimes with players, that might affect him also. I mean, it's just, he's allowed to come out last week and say, hey, we have all the face in the world in Zach. He's going to be the quarterback here, but he has to play better than that. He doesn't have to tell me and you. We see improvement. He's playing great, and he's doing so good. Like, like he's talking about, like he's talking to a parent of a kid on his team or something. You know, when they, like, like it doesn't. Don't do that to us. You, you're allowed to to push a little. Like Zach Wilson needs to know he's not playing well enough. He doesn't hear from his coach at least publicly. So how do we know if he's saying to him privately? We don't know that. So yeah. I know there's a, lot of, there's a lot of pressure in the public, um, in in the media, Mike. In New York on Zach and, and whatnot, right. I'm sure he has pressure on himself too. He wants to perform well, but I don't hear it from Coach Salah, really publicly, at least. So I don't, know, that, that, I don't like I don't like the way he approached it sometimes. And we're going to this game versus the Pats, Mike. Um, and okay. I don't know. Yeah, good. I'm good.
0: So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put out there my opinion on all this stuff right now, <clears throat> and then I'd le- and then you please give me your feedback. And what I'm gonna say, obviously. People, I haven't heard anybody talk about this, but this is just where I am, and I feel qualified enough to speak on this because I've been a Jeff fan for as long as I have been, and this is how I feel, okay? I think, everyone, that we are going to experience a nightmare on Sunday. I do. I think it's going to be really, really, really bad because the Patriots are 0-2, Belichick already knows how to deal with this guy, and... We're we're going to get cooked. Okay. So here, if we get cooked and it is a nightmare, which I believe it will be, and I'm talking nightmare, like Sam Darnold ghost type shit like that. That's what I think is happening on Sunday. Full, full being full. Um, I think then there are two things we need to do. One, we're going to need to change up the offensive line. I personally now would take Makai Becton, put him to left tackle, take ABT, put him to right tackle. Put Tipman at center and move McGovern over to right guard, or, or um, you know, if you have another, uh, um, if you have another option, put fill them in at right guard. That's how I would approach that because we know Elijah Vera Tucker is very good at tackle. He already proved it last year, um, and I would just move Dwayne Brown out if, again, the offensive line is what it has been. That's that's number one. And then from a quarterback perspective, if Zach is who we all know him to be, I'm going to go call up, uh, if I'm Joe Douglas, I'm going to go call Aaron Rodgers. And I'm going to say, hey, Aaron, how's how's everything going? And he's going to be like, oh, you know, whatever. And I'm going to have a meeting with him. And I'm going to sit down and be like, hey, listen, you got the speed bridge in, everything like that. You are going to be our quarterback for the next two years. We're fully invested with you okay we are going to try to win a super bowl next year we're going to try to win a super bowl the year after full that is my promise to you we're going to pay you your money all that your team that first round pick that we have coming up we're going to draft a quarterback and i know that's something you probably don't like and and everything but i want to be straight up with you we have an opportunity here to actually bring in talent and have that talent grow and train under a great person, a professional like yourself. Very unique situation that we have. Okay. You know, like we went and got a first round pick in Will McDonald and made him an active on, uh, against the Cowboys. So, so you know, when we're like, oh my God, we need to get the first round pick and it's got to be an impact player. I mean, you we already have a first round pick and how impactful has he been so far? Not saying that I don't like the pick, but I'm just saying, you know what? You go ahead, you draft a quarterback, okay? You sit him for two years. Let Instead of Aaron, we know that Zach's not the guy. We we just had this nightmare. He's not the guy, and you were going to be teaching him. So now instead of teaching him, you're going to teach this guy, and you can help us handpick him, you know, help us, right? So the Jets go all in, go grab their quarterback in the first round. They're going to sit him, make sure Aaron's all on board, and then we move into 2024 with a future and the present to try to compete. That's the position I would go after the
1: disaster that's coming on Sunday. Wow. That's a lot to absorb in. Now, look, I I also, we're talking about the game in a sec. I do think it's going to not be a great game as well. I think after, I think this game needs to happen right now. This past yeah. game is beat down. We're probably going to take. Um, I think you're going to have another horrible game from Zach Wilson. It needs to happen for the jets to go. Okay. We need to pivot right away and get someone else in here. Right. That's one, two, regardless of what happens, I think if they don't improve this offensive line, regardless of who the quarterback is, they're not going to win a lot of games this year. And I don't think any jets fan or prognosticator or guy who has a podcast or writer analyst, nobody thought the line would be this bad. This is next level. Like me and you, Mike, like, the line's not going to be good. They were okay last year. They should be decent. We got Rodgers. Even without Rodgers, this is next level. So we might, since we have our first-round pick, we might this year, if we continue on this pass, miss out on the playoffs, Mike. That puts you in a shot, at least, if you trade another pick to get up into the range to get one of the big boys, at quarterback. It's, not, it's easier said than done, but I do know where Mike's head's at. Um, if they could, you know, I, I think um, Caleb Williams and Mayo go right at the top of the draft, but... I mean, there's other guys out there that you can grab. I mean, yeah. you see Purdy going. You see Purdy going with the last pick in the draft. Like, if you can get a guy who can be efficient with really good playmakers around him, which is what Brock Purdy is. Last night, you watched the game. Last night, he wasn't great, but he was good enough. He gets the ball. Like, you get you get the ball to a guy like a Debo, and I know he's a, he's a much more physical runner than a uh, Garrett Wilson, but both of them playmakers. Just get them the ball. The point ers are like, let's just get Debo the ball, and then he'll figure it. Out. And that's what we need you to be able to do. If you could do it in timing, I mean, that's really all we need. So, I don't know. I mean, if Shadur, if Shadur comes out, if Shadur comes out, Sanders. Oh, there we go. Thomas Gutman knows. He knows.
0: Zach exactly. Robin like knows. a Sanders. Keith, Keith. Like a. Shadur. Yes. That's exact. You know where my head is. Go grab him 15, at. 18, and then sit him behind Aaron. Stop. Exactly, my friend. That's what I'm talking about, yeah.
1: brother. I saw Michael Gottman <laughs> post on there, Mike, you think it's going to be a disaster this week for the Jets as well? Oh, I yeah. don't know a lot of Jet fans. Bro, I don't know a lot of Jet fans after last week. But I'm talking to our friends, family, nobody's confident right now. And there's, oh, no, <laughs> there's no reason to be. But that's how I entered into last week. And then I got beat. Down. Sammy, me and Sammy were watching the game outside. Sammy's the eternal optimist, buddy. He's next-level optimist. He was, he was like, we're going to win. And I was like, Sammy, I don't know, like, and if does another game like that this week, I think there's going to be another quarterback in. And maybe not for the Chiefs game, but by the game after that, there'll be another QB in here, Mike. Because they wouldn't, it would essentially be just throwing the season away. If you, you, we're not going to win with Zach Wilson. We know that. The only other thought process is do you do what Mike said and just go, all right, well, if you run with Zach, you see, no, you can't run with Zach. There's no hypothetical to run with Zach. But either way, I think. Or whatever. Yeah, but either way, they're all equal. To a lot of losses is my point. Zach or Boyle or whoever. Like, if you get someone decent in here, they might be able to make a run. But how long they wait to do that will tell me a lot about what they think for the next two years with Rogers. Because if they wait and wait and wait, and losses are stacking up, then they make a move. It's almost like they're hedging their bets. We're like, they know we're not going to have a good season. Let's just try to get the worst record we can, but not officially tank. You know, like a, a front, like a front end tanking. Where in the back end they go like, oh no, we got this quarterback. We try to compete, but they they competed with Zach Wilson for two months, where they know he's a bum, right? I could like see that being like a high level chess move. I don't know if if we're in the middle of the first round. Shadur Sanders, Mike, who's also a junior, he might go back and play with his dad next year. Um, and all of us, everybody should every week should be watching these Colorado I know, Buffaloes. It's great. Their, their games it's so great. are their games are a blast. Um, he, he might come out, he might not, but either way, there's quarterbacks to be had that are efficient, that are good players that you can get in here that'd be much. Show I've seen hard. all I need to see with Zach Wilson. Mike, he's not the dude. He's not the dude. Coming into this game this weekend, we know last year he had the 9 for 22 versus the Pats. Um, he got benched after that. Came back on a little bit later in the season. But Pats, these first two games, Mike, they played pretty good versus the Eagles. 25 to 20, they lost. They lost the game to the Finn, 24-17. They're 0-2, last place in the AFCs. So they're coming in. They're coming in hot. And now, Mac Jones, it's not like he's lighting it up. He's, I think he's at uh, about four touchdowns and two interceptions, Mike. His quarterback rings about 88 right now. So he's playing decent enough. He's playing exactly how you would think Mac Jones playing. He's not doing anything crazy. Their offense also is the same thing, Mike. They're, the way their offense works, they're, they're not targeting any one guy. It's why they're, if you look, I mean, they're seventh in passing in the league just because they spread it out. It's it's tough to defend them. You look at the target share, Bourne has 20, Henry has 13, Juju, 13, Stevenson, seven, Douglas, seven, Kizeki, nine, et cetera, et cetera. So, They spread the ball out, man. This isn't an offense where any one player is really scaring you that much. Stevenson was really good last year. This year, Mikey's kind of struggling in the run game. So, on paper, if we had Aaron Rodgers in here, I'd be like, all right, we're going to go in, we're going to play some good defense, we're going to score three or four touchdowns. This game's going to be a wrap. But with Zach Wilson in there after these last two weeks, it just no matter what I see with the Patriots, like I think this Patriots team is not that good, Mike. I don't think they're that good, and their defense is okay. We're
0: better than them. We're better than them across the board. I know, but then the one
1: exactly. Exactly. And you look at offense, um, we're ranked 29th right now after two games. They're kind of middle of the pack. Defensively, we're kind of giving up the same amount of yards, but they give up less than 200 yards passing a game. That was versus two decent quarterbacks. Now they're going up against Zach. That's going to be rough. Um, They're seventh in the league in passing, like I said, Mike. But their team, you know, with Bill Belichick there, 14 times in a row – no matter if we thought we were going to win, thought we were going to lose, good team, bad team, they always managed to get the W against us. Even last year with the punt return, which is just traumatizing how that how that game ended, which is horrible. But I don't know, Mike. I have a hard time, this game at least, and I hate to say it, man, with Zach in there, I have a hard time thinking of the path to victory here. I mean, if, if, if they come out and they can run the ball, obviously the whole game changes. Um, you know, if they can move the ball, if that's the way they, they focus yeah. the offense, they couldn't do it last week, but... Yeah. So I have a hard time thinking
0: how they're gonna win. So here's, here's what, how I would win the game. And let me say, make sure everyone knows I'm rooting for Zach on Sunday, 100,000. I want him to, I, this is how I feel about Zach. You, like everyone, there are a lot of Zach apologists out there and they're like, oh, he's looking so much better. Like, I don't care about any of that. The outcome is what I care about. So he needs to have a performance where Keith and I and everyone else come on the next day and they're like, damn, that was a game. Oh my goodness. Look at this kid. Like, like, so there is no questions. Like, that's where it is right now. Like, he's got to just execute to, to a level to where everyone says, wow, that was a great game by Zach Wilson. So yeah. that let me just say that point. Second yeah. point is what I would do if I'm hackett, Keith, and I don't know if you agree with me here, Belichick is going to stack the box. We know that. Zero blitz, eight in the box, all that. We know that, right? So knowing that, oh, Keith, yeah. right off the bat. I'm throwing it hard, <laughs> early, son. Yo, quick ones, quick ones, like yeah. immediate. Hike, boom, hit Wilson for two. Hike, boom, hit like like what Dak was doing. Remember what Dak? Dink, dunk, dink, yeah. dunk. I would immediately do that so that get so that my hope would be that um, Belichick would be like, okay, we're gonna need to adjust because now they're kind of and I need da- Zach to just be able to hit quick reads fast. I that this I'm I'm not asking him to throw bombs. I'm not asking him to to just quick decisions, boom, 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 right? I wouldn't even yeah. open with the run, Keith. Immediate pass out the gate because they're prepared for the run. Again, yeah. you may disagree. That's logically what I would do. I would do what you're, you That's know what I'm saying? Right. Looking at chess movement. And to me, if Zach, if you're that if you're an NFL quarterback, you should be able to do that. And if you can't, then
1: It is what we know you are. That's my opinion on it. Yeah, I mean, 100% agree the way they're going to play the Jets is that they're going to stack the box and make Zach Wilson beat them. I mean, that's that's the only way. I mean, any of us, everyone knows that. And until he proves he can do otherwise, that's what teams are going to do. It's what happened last week. This is going to happen versus the Pats. Um, When it comes to those short reads and those short dump-offs, the problem is it's the logical way to attack that pressure. And it works for good quarterbacks. It's just he's proven those are the things he doesn't do well. Right. At least his first two seasons, right? Like what you're logically laying out is the game plan. The reason that the Pats have their game plan is because they know he doesn't do that well. Which you Correct. just mentioned, you know? So um I, I know what you're saying, Mike. And it could the thing is, if you can get the ball in the hands of a Garrett Wilson, I mean McCall Hardman, how many catches does he even have this year? The guy runs like a four-three. Like we're not getting these guys the ball in space at all. And look, it's much easier said than done when they're stacking the box and everything. But there has to be a way versus I mean the Patriots, they're giving up about 120 yards rushing a game. You can run the ball on this team. They better run the and I don't want I don't want forty five from Zach. I want like eighty from Brees, give me forty from Cook. I want them they have to run the ball on this game. That's I'm not, my your your thought process is spot on. I just don't think Zach's capable of doing it. I, I guess my, my my best way of explaining it like judon already has two sacks. He's going to be all over him all day. Gonzalez is pretty legit on um, the rookie corner, so he's pretty good. I think it's going to be tough. I think I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, but I think it's going to be another example of their offense isn't great, right? But it's actually a functional offense with a functional quarterback. As I'm not saying Mac Jones is great, Mike he's not. But he's average. I think he's an average quarterback. Um I think that they actually have an approach um coming into the game they know works where we don't know what to do with zach wilson you know we, we we can't really hit him with the short passing game we can't really throw the ball down the field he's only really effective when he scrambles but if we call run plays for him is he going to get hurt he got hurt his first year got hurt his second i year. don't care well, you know i'm not i'm not,
0: you know, not, I'm not i don't I'm care about his health it. not that i don't care about his health but
1: like like i'm not like, all right he goes out then next yeah day. but I, i'm day. not me and you don't but i'm just thinking like what the jets are thinking yeah. Like they're thinking, you know what I mean. They're thinking, oh, we don't want him to get hurt. Maybe he's not capable. Whatever. I don't know. It's tough. I think it's going to be. I, th- I don't think the Patriots are going to wax us like the Cowboys did. I don't think we're going to lose thirty to ten or anything like that. But I do think they're going to lose this game, and I don't know if we're going to yeah, win. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be like seventeen to ten. You know, yeah. if we can get if we get some if we get like an interception return, punt return, that could be the you know game changer completely. But it's hard after those fourteen losses to the Pats. Coming to this game where with Rogers, Mike, me, and you were hyped. Coming in, we're like, finally, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get through. we had this good feeling. We, we're gonna come with confidence against this team, and it's the complete opposite uh, for Jet fans. There's no confidence. I
0: will. I will. I do want to mention one thing. Um, I am pleased to see Zach being again. This doesn't mean anything as a quarterback, but um, to see that he's more humble and willing to take, unlike the other guy, Justin Fields, calling out his coaching staff. for him playing like that when i saw that keith and i was in the middle of work i couldn't text you like what a disaster up in chicago yeah i mean full uh, worse than ours i mean zach can't play but at least he's he's not you know mentally i think aaron has him in a better place fields throwing the coaches under the like he said i'm robotic because of coaching or whatever are you yeah you don't you don't
1: see um you don't see that a lot. A coach, a player, just throw the coaches under the bus like that. Um, no. <laughs> I think Iberflus is their coach. I forget who the name of their Bears coach off the top of my head right now, but Mitchell. yeah, he's basically saying you're trying to make the offense too complicated for me. And um, it's interesting, like that team and Justin Fields at the end of last year seemed like they had a little something when he was running the ball and kind of in, in, imp- improvisationally moving and stuff like that. Um, and he that they were winning games, they were moving the chains. I don't know what's changed. But if you have a guy that, I don't know if Justin Fields is ever going to be the best pocket passer. He kind of basically just admitted that with what he just said. Yeah. He basically, he's like, right? So, yep. um, okay, but you can still be effective in this league and you can get better at the pocket stuff like Lamar Jackson did. I'm not saying Lamar Jackson's the greatest quarterback in the world, but he got much better in the pocket. And he started off for the first couple of years running, moving the chains, figuring it out. And you got to kind of care to the offense around that kid, not the other way around. So what I took from it was, I can't believe this kid said that. He kind of blamed his coach for his own bad play. But then on the flip side, when I read afterwards, because me, me, we don't follow the Bears like that, um, was the people in Chicago hate the coach and they think he's an idiot. And they they thought like maybe just, yeah, you see a lot of tweets where, man, this guy's just speaking the truth and our coach is an idiot. So I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Because I think, I think Bears fans are ready to ride with Justin Fields. Oh, Um, wow. Yeah, I, don't I didn't think yeah, was... I don't
0: follow him like that. I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know that that was the the, the underlying uh, theme there. Okay, all right. No. Well, hey, look. I guess that quarterback class really wasn't that great, Keith. Um, we didn't have a Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen back there like with the Sam Darnold pick. So there was pretty much nobody except for Trevor, unfortunately. Yeah, and we would have yeah, had to. Totally be, right we would have had to go zero sixteen to get Trevor. And you know what? I'm good on that. I don't need yeah. to be zero no, sixteen. No, I know. Forever. I know what you
1: mean. I mean, it would have been nice, but look, I I would still I would still probably grip I would grip Justin Fields over Zach Wilson. I'm not trying to be yeah guy. yeah yeah I yeah, would because yeah, Mike yeah. I've seen a little stretch of Justin Fields like take over games, you know, last year, and I'm not saying necessarily with the pass, but he runs so well that now you have to respect it so much he could hit a big bomb. You know, I, I've seen that from him. So we'll see what happens, Manny. The the GM came out for Chicago um, and defended his coach, defended Burfles, to said he wasn't. You know, there's no problems. It's fine. Justin Field spoke his mind. They have to say that. That's like the worst thing that can ever happen. Is your your franchise Ooh, quarterbacks? Thomas just yes, taking the you. What? Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> Thomas is at home right now. Mike, you know what? Thomas has a day off. He's been he's been day drinking. You know what I'm saying? I hope, Thomas, I know, I, hope I know you've been day right. drinking, bro. Oh,
0: I hope you're right. I hope you I hope
1: you're right, man. <laughs> Me too. Yo, how you can you can we can we lose to this team 15 times in a row? Like, whether we have a good team, it doesn't make a difference. Like this is the worst Patriots we're going against in a long time. This team stinks. Like, this is not a good football team. <laughs> they have a decent defense. I said this to you beginning of the year, Mike. I thought the Patriots have a really good defense. They're gonna be in games, but they're not a good football team. And that's what you've seen the first two weeks, kind of a similar pattern there. Mac Jones is not a great quarterback. They don't have a lot of weapons on offense. We should be going in ready to smash. Um, instead, I had this feeling in my stomach like it's just going to be a long day, but I hope it is 2410. Hope you're right, Thomas. Yeah. that way, Mike, I think we covered everything for today, right? We're ready to go? Ready to roll? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. If anyone, if anyone does want to get at us or support us in any way, shape, or form, how can they do that?
0: Guys, we're on YouTube. Please like and subscribe. Um, we are on Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio on X at AEBG underscore NYJ podcast and on Instagram at jet.AEBG.
1: You heard the man on behalf of the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Agaris. My name's Keith Farrell. Get at you next week, everybody. Peace out.